We've told you expansion isn't done, and things look great for the Big 12, but bleak, really bleak for the ACC. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome into Locked On Big 12. Drake Toll here from ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. Alongside Nathan Brown, Big 12 Mafia, one of the most respected Big 12 experts in my camp. I don't know if there are many who are more knowledgeable about this league, even for someone who has studied the league only for the last few years as BYU has come in. And today we hit, will the ACC implode soon? Is a Big 12 rebrand on the way? And will the college football playoff look different in the near future? Nathan, let's jump right in. The ACC. We have talked about 2031 and 2028, and people are throwing years and numbers out there. But to me, where there's smoke, there's fire. And even with Florida State still in the league as of today, there's a pretty serious fire that is still burning through that conference. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, nothing is done. Florida State's going to agitate till they get what they want. Um, and as we know, uh, any league, except for, I think, the Big East at one point, uh, yeah. any league that does the, the money differently for different schools uh, generally fails within the next several years. And so I, I really think by 2026 that you're going to have a major reorganization going. The ACC is hanging around, though, and it's quite possible they're able to still stay as a auto-qualifier conference, but it's not going to have Florida State, Clemson, and, and probably North Carolina will, will all be gone at that point. I want to hone in on what you just said. Let's not brush past that one on to the next question. You just said that within the next few years, Florida State, Clemson, and likely North Carolina will no longer be in the ACC. Is that correct? Yeah, that's what I'm guessing because there's bigger money in both the SEC and the Big Ten, and they're not stupid. They definitely know that the money is – there's a big difference between $100 million a year and $40 million a year, and these schools look at themselves as being top-tier blue blood universities. Miami's another one that definitely could possibly have a move. But all of this centers around Notre Dame. And because I said 2026 specifically because the conference championships, the college football playoff, the redo is in the next three years. By 2026, they have to have a new format for what the CFP is going to look like. Does it go to 16 teams? If it goes to 16 teams, you're going to involve more teams. They want to consolidate to less conferences. It's less money they have to spread out in the college football playoff. But the fact that Pac-12 is now the Pac-4 is soon to be Mm. the Pac-nothing is one reason why that makes a difference because now there's only four big A-qualifying conferences that get that money rather than spreading it out to five. Yeah, Mafia, from a Big 12 standpoint, obviously that's where we attack this. Uh, Yourself included as someone who has covered this conference so well the last few years. When you look at the implosion of the ACC, what does it mean for the Big 12? Does it mean that NC State and Pitt and Louisville are knocking on your door? Or is this going to be similar to when Texas and OU left the Big 12 and this conference was able to regenerate? I don't think it's the same because they can't pick up schools from another conference. The, the, the only schools that they could take today would be Cal, Stanford, uh, Oregon State, and Washington State. Everybody else is a G5 school, and anymore, they don't want any more G5 schools in the mix. The reason they don't want to is it's, again, they're taking the money and spreading it and making it thinner to the individuals that are in these different schools. So what they want to do is consolidate, eliminate mouse, eliminate mouths to feed, and move on so that now they have a very streamlined championship 
championship. Uh, what it's going to look like, I don't know. I still think they may get, may go to 16 teams. The more people in the or more teams in the mix, the more conference playoff games, the more money the conferences make, and the more money the college football playoff makes. From from a Big Twelve standpoint here, and and as somebody who has covered this league for now five years and myself, I love the prospect of, and and again, this is the same same way I felt about the Pac twelve. When you fall apart, that's just bad leadership. I I have no solace for you. Uh, and if the ACC goes down that route too, it's an I'm sorry, but Brett, your mark's a businessman. He is going right. to strike if it turns out the ACC cannot stay together. How likely is it this league entirely falls apart? And how likely is it you have a Louisville in the Big 12 come, uh, even if we push it back a bit, 2032? Oh, definitely by 2032, I think the ACC ceases to exist. It'll, it might be a combination of the, the refugee schools from the Pact. 10 now packed four and whatever's left in the ACC, the, the Wake Forest, Boston College, whoever, because uh, Louisville, you mentioned Virginia Tech, you didn't mention Virginia yeah. Tech is another one that the Big 12 has on their on their list. Pitt would be fantastic. Now, all of a sudden, you've got a direct rival for West Virginia, which. The Big 12 is going to be the rivalry conference here pretty soon. You got the Territorial Cup, you got the Holy War, uh, all the conference uh, games throughout the Midwest. And now you bring it in Pitt. Uh, Louisville is another conference foe for West Virginia. Um, and North Carolina State, which is a dark horse. So I think there's a chance North Carolina State and Georgia Tech may find their way into the SEC or the Big Ten. You mentioned money, and money makes the world go round. I have I said it on yesterday's show. This is a money deal. The, the reason expansion will never end is because money will always exist. Right. People have yard sales for money. People change jobs for money. People go out and ask for sponsorships for their Little League baseball team for money. So it's tough to be mad at these teams and these conferences for trying to go get more money. What was the catalyst, though? Was Florida State upset with leadership? Does Florida State feel like it's not being paid its fair share? What is going on in the ACC that's leading this to be be such a terrible dumpster fire it's perspective it's it's what is your school actually getting out of the trade for the services you 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 are providing yeah. florida state and clemson think they are the kings of the castle oklahoma state sorry oklahoma and texas same way yep. usc ucla same way these schools believe that they have a certain value and that perception really matters because later down the road bob thompson told everybody brands matter the brand is probably the main thing that that will drive your your uh, admissions. It'll drive people attending and watching your games. It'll drive all the merchandising that your school provides, the yeah. bags, the book bags they sell at, at the bookstores, all the stuff they sell online, the flags like I have behind me. I mean, it's, it's insane the money that comes. We're talking hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. And if you get left behind and your conference isn't giving you what you think you deserve, you're going to fall away. Part of the reason Oregon and Washington wanted to move to the Big Ten wasn't so much about the money. I think money is just a marker. What they really wanted is access to the yeah. Big Ten. And once you have access to the Big Ten, now you're considered upper crust. And even if you go eight and four, that still could be a playoff game, a playoff game for your school if you're in the SEC or the Big Ten. If you go eight and four in the Big 12, you're probably not going to get in just because there's so much competition in those other leagues. So it really matters what league you're in, even though we know that Indiana, Illinois, um, Rutgers and Maryland, not to disparage those schools, but their football hasn't been great. And uh, why do they deserve the same money as what Florida State is seeing or Clemson is seeing? It's, it's just 
it's all perception. Absolutely. And it's it's the, the no publicity is bad publicity. Well, what about <laughs> mega publicity? What what right. about the best the best publicity. And that's what these teams are after. I think you hit the nail on the head there. And Mafia, I, I want to jump in. I know you mentioned a lot about the playoff and we'll get there. But first, the, the Big 12's got to do something from a branding standpoint. And your mark has hinted at a rebrand. It's been it's been a conversation uh, amongst you and myself in and in many corners that we both are involved in. And so I want to dive deep into that right here on Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is your team and it's every day. Did you know I don't wear underwear? I I mean it, it is crazy. I bought these pair. It was these it was this cotton underwear. It was I'll tell you it was Champion brand. Champion underwear is what I wear. Well, I used to. Now I don't anymore because I would wash it and then I would dry it and it would shrink. And you know what's uncomfortable? Bad shrinking underwear. So what did I do? I was gifted, thankfully, a pair of bird dogs to where I don't I don't have to wear underwear anymore. They are built into my shorts. If you go to birddogs.com right now and you pitch in for some bird dogs, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. They make you look good. They, they look like Lululemon, but they fit way better. My mom thought they were Lululemon. Uh, there's a, like a cool thing they invented called cloud knit fabric. It looks like khaki, but cooler and stretches to get a slimmer fit. And you don't have to sacrifice. Uh, you don't have to sacrifice movement, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, they use a anti-stink fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day. So I would show up and show you. I would stand up and show you right now. But, you know, just my crotch. Uh, BirdDogs.com forward slash locked on college. And oh, if you don't want to do that, if that's too much for you, going to BirdDogs.com forward slash locked on college. Just go to Bird Dogs, make an order, put in code Locked On College. They'll send you a free white tech hat. It's a great golfing hat. Go to birddogs.com forward slash Locked On College or use promo code Locked On College today. All right, Mafia. When it comes to the Big 12 rebrand, I have seen murmurs of this it, again in corners that you and I are both in. And it feels like at some point, and the businessman Brett Yormark is, he's not going to stand for a 16-team league being called the Big 12. Are we approaching territory where a name change, a logo rebrand, where, where something is different? They're going to need to do something. He knows that we're not going to be at 12 for maybe ever again, depending on how realignment goes. So, yeah, I think it makes sense to rebrand. The question is, do you bring in another number? Do you drop the big uh, those are those are real big concerns, but you know what? We've got the best guy in college football. Or, uh, call all of college athletics to do it. Brett Yormark has been a master of advertising and a master of marketing for the last 25, 30 years. I would call him even an expert. So the chance that they pick something that isn't going to work, and I'm just going to use one example, the Washington Commanders, that's a hard name to fall in love with, right? They didn't do a good job. In fact, they're talking about possibly making the, making it the Redskins again. So the Big 12 name is very, very valuable. But I think he wants something that is going to cover this conference that is pretty much wall-to-wall -wall, uh, across the country. Now, I, I, what that is, I could not guess. If it has a number in it, I will be surprised because I yeah. think he knows in the next two or three years we could be Big 20. So why why do all that relabeling, all the hassle that it is for the schools to to paper over their stuff that is currently Big 12 and instead make it a name that it really stands on its own? So I, I have all the faith in the world that, that Brett Yormark is going to do something good with it. And honestly, I'm just waiting with bated breath because I need to make sure I can change my name to cover it. Yeah. 
Big 12 Mafia going away and becoming you know, Heartland Conference Mafia or whatever. There, you know, maybe, yeah. Coast or the Coast Mafia. football conglomerate. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am, am you, you really touched on something I wanted to get to next, and that is papering over everything that exists. Every piece of the flag behind me with the Big 12 logo to the Baylor field, the BYU field, now these new teams that have come in, it's all got that Big 12 logo on it. So if you change, then it's going to be, it's going to cost right. the conference. It's going to cost the teams. And again, when you talk about publicity, a name change is tough. Bands don't change their name because it's way tougher to find somebody or tougher to. And the commanders are a great example of, oh, uh, uh, so many people have really struggled to adjust to a, an NFL team having a different name, yes. much less a massive conference. Is there a way to get everybody on board? How, how tantalizing is the process of papering over everything this conference has? I think there's a lot. Think about it. There's only eight original members of the Hateful Eight that are still in the conference. So now you have a, a conference that has eight new schools that, yeah, they yeah. respect the Big 12 name, but they weren't born into it. Right. This is schools that want to keep Big 12 because that's what they've had for now. What is it, 25 years? Yeah. So it would be an extreme – Yeah. It, it's polarization. And I guarantee you they're sitting in, in a room, I don't know, the ADs, whoever their marketing – uh, people are for each school and they're going to be sitting in there with a whiteboard and they're going to be, okay, let's come up with some ideas and you're going to get a lot of hateful eight all pretty much saying the same names and everybody else is going to be coming up with something that's completely different. So I don't envy Brett Yormark. I think it'd be cool to see that process play out, but I, I you're not going to see anything like, which do you like better? You know, yeah. there's not going to be a poll that the big 12 put conference puts out and says, we have narrowed it down to these six things. What do you guys think it'll be? No, that's not going to work. They're going to have to make just a decision. And you know what there is, I would say there's a 5% chance. They just keep big 12 hmm. because at the end of the day, it's already built into the, into the uh, market. You right. don't have to change anything. And look at what the Big Ten has done with their name. They've been Big Ten, and yet they've been Big 14, 16, 25, whatever it is, forever. Right. So why change at all? I think there is a chance that they decide not to do anything. Well, any decision about public relations, marketing, and advertising where this this falls into, I feel like it's that category, deals with, it's that word again, it's money. Yeah, of course. D does a rebrand make you more money? Is there something profitable in a rebrand here? Well, sure. I mean, you, if you want to just look at it from dollars and cents, if they do a rebrand, everybody has to buy new gear. So you're going to have a short-term gain True. Uh, in the first couple of years where everybody's going to be buying the new stuff. But yeah. after that, it's not going to be any different from what you're currently selling now. The schools are going to be in the league next year. Everybody will be. And so you'll have then this in this next 12 months or 11 months at this point, you're going to have a lot of schools buying gear that is big 12, or they're going to mm -hmm. wait and not buy anything thinking that a name change is coming. I, I got to believe that Brett Gormart needs to make a decision on a name soon. If they're not going to change, tell people they're not going to change so that they can get the new gear in preparation for the 24 season. If they're not going to change it, Tell them and they'll go and buy the old stuff. But I, I think there needs to be a decision made probably in the next month or two. What's ironic is I finally got my Big 12 flag. I had to wait a month for it. It was on, on back order. And yep. now, now they're talking about doing a new name. So on Amazon, at least I can return it for 60 days. Yeah, you can. I uh, did the same thing right on Amazon, and it was a month for a flag to get here, which yeah. is absurd. So we need it to change crazy. that. Somebody, yeah. please. Um, Nathan, before we go on to the college football playoff and how it could look different very soon and, and should and will, um, 
to wrap up this branding conversation, if, if you were the one making the decision, do you make a change? And if so, do you have any ideas? And I've, I've spent a lot of time on it. Um, you know, there, if you want to go to a number, you know what I think would be cool? It would be big 20. Now, I know you don't have 20 yet, but if you're thinking down the road that you're going to be somewhere in that range and that's yeah. where you're going to finally settle, uh, the XX brand, I think, would be kick-ass uh, on, a, on a thing. The other way you could go is just uh, like um, – Oh, now I just lost it. Something else with an X. Uh, The the, the X outside of taking over Twitter is really a cool, or maybe a, no, you can't do Z because Russia's using Z. I'm not sure what you do, but (laughs) there are some opportunities for new names, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be the one making the decision. (laughs) Well, I I tell you what, a much cooler decision to make would be to decide the future of the college football playoff. Yes. That's, that's the room that I want to be in those conversations. And we're going to have that conversation right here on locked on big 12, part of the locked on podcast network. It is your team and it is every day. Oh, but first, when I tell you how excited I am about FanDuel, FanDuel.com is where I go to make money. Sometimes I make some money at work. Sometimes, you know, I, I, and work's a loose word. I, I don't do a lot of work. I talk about sports and have a good time, right? It's what you and I are doing right now. It's what Mafia and I are doing right now. But FanDuel is where I go to make money. That's my job sometimes, it feels like, because it's, it's easy and it's fun. I can get bonus bets every time my Super Bowl winner wins. What, what I'm saying here is if I pick the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, which they might, again, they keep doing that. I don't like the Chiefs. I'm wearing my Cowboys gear, but they do that stuff often. Every time they win a regular season game, my Super Bowl winner, my pick, gives me bonus bets. You can use those bonus bets for spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Go, go right now. Check out their app. Super easy to use. It's FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. Start earning bonus bets today by going to FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. It is America's number one sports book at FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. So here we are with four conferences, four power conferences in college football. And of the 12-team playoff, you're still at about 11 power conference teams that are going to get in. You'll have your Tulane in there. And and Mafia, basically, what, what I'm as I say that out loud, I realize how confusing and weird it already is. Right. There, there has to be some sort of tweak to the college football playoff soon. Do you foresee that being in the cards for the NCAA? What I see is, again, looking at the consolidation that's up and coming. If we don't talk about 24 and 25 because they're pretty much in the can now, they yeah. could change, but I don't think they will. If you're looking at 26, Brett Yormark's already told Joe Klatt, they're going to they're gonna throw the old out and they're going to rebuild it from scratch. Wow. That could mean auto qualifiers are gone. You just take the best 12 teams or 16 teams. I think it's going to go to 16, whatever the number is. You just pick the best teams, put it out there and they go and play. The reason I don't think that that's going to be the next step is because Mike Oresco, uh, he, he won't let it go. Right. He, he wants the AAC to have access. He wants the Mountain West 
Gloria Alvarez to have access. But I don't think that that's long and standing. I think eventually what they're going to do is those two conferences and any other conferences that are in the G Leagues are going to end up playing each other for a spot to go to the playoff. So you're going to have one, maybe two auto bids that go for the G5s. Everybody else is going to be out of the other conferences, and we'll call those A4s, okay? Uh, Pac-12's gone, so now you got ACC, Big Ten, SEC, and Big 12. Uh, Let's just count those champions as in, just because usually those guys are good enough to be in regardless. Uh, I think at 16 teams, you get get rid of bye weeks. I think it's a joke that in college football, anybody deserves a bye week. Why does Alabama, who who goes out and goes – 11 and one and is second in the ACC. Why do they deserve a bye week? I mean, come on. It's not called, it's not pro football. So in, in uh, 2026, they go to 16 teams. They get rid of bye weeks. Everybody plays four games to win the championship. And the best teams that are there are the four auto qualifiers for the AQ. And then what would it be the difference of another seven spots? So that's what I think is going to happen. Interesting to me that the FCS already has a 24 team format. The NFL has 17 regular season games plus your playoffs. You could play 20 NFL games in a year or more. I I just, I don't, I don't see a downside to this. The money's going to be going to be great. I don't believe it dilutes the regular season. So many people have made the case of, oh, well, now your your Michigan Ohio State doesn't mean as much. I, well, that's crap. Well, the, that, yeah, that, the Bills when the Bills and the Chiefs play, and they still yeah. sell it out. Everybody yeah, still just, watches that game. I just don't. I don't see a downside. Am I missing some sort of downside to expanding to sixteen? Yeah, these kids are still in school. Okay. That is, that is, you know, even though I, I kind of poo-pooed it, you know, back in the day when there was no yeah. BCS, it was just to go out and get the votes. I, I thought that, oh, that wouldn't be that big of a deal. You know, people coming in, they'd have access and it would be fine. Yeah, but they are playing three more games than they ever played in the past. You're now looking yeah. at 17 games potentially with a conference championship game to win the entire thing. And that is a lot of games. Uh, that's why there's a lot of hooting and hollering about taking football and pulling it completely out of the mix and just having it be its own thing. Uh, but be very careful. I'm, I have no problem with them breaking off and doing their own thing in football, but there's no way it's only 35 to 40 teams. All that is white noise from elitist people. Most of them are the journalists or people that are faux journalists selling their, their team is Ohio state and they don't want to have to play a two lane because they might lose. And that's a bunch of garbage. If they do anything like that, they'll break off the a three, a four, and those guys will have a tournament. And then the G all the G schools will end up having their own similar to like the NAIA does. Do you think so? Let's say we get to a point where there's 60 power teams in college in college football, which is only a few shaved from the current power five or right. the power five that existed six months ago. And then you get maybe 30, 40 teams vying for a playoff that are in that smaller group. You mentioned kind of your, your mid-majors, as you'd call them in basketball, or group of five, which we have to change all these monikers. Now. I know, it's stupid. Yeah. Do, do you think, though, Nathan, that, that that is a good place for college football to go, to have a, a two-tier playoff system? I, I, this is the problem. I, I'm all for everybody having access, but the best way you can do that is involve between 60 and 72 teams. That's more than half of the total that are in the, in the group. There's 131 or 132 teams in division one football. So if you, 
get more than half of that to qualify. And it happens to be in four conferences. Yeah. yeah. It, are you losing something to it? Yeah, you are losing a little of this, but let's be very careful. There's a big difference in basketball where you get a division two, you, you know, you, let's say not, not Connecticut. They're not a good example, yeah. but maybe a Miami of Ohio who has good. a Cinderella season. They win 32 games. They make it to the end and, and they're in the championship game. That's 12 guys. In college football, there is literally – you will get people killed if the, if the differences between the skill are yeah. so d- desperately apart, right? And right. so I really think that that 60 to 72 breaks off and does their own thing eventually. Whether it's part of the NCAA or not, I really don't care. It doesn't matter to me who's administering it. But I do think there's a huge difference between the G5 schools that simply don't have the money to yeah. bring in the top-end talent uh, and, and retain them versus everybody that's in uh, Division One that's in, like I said, 60 to 72. 72 is 24 teams a league. Three leagues. Yeah. There you go. So that's kind of where I think it's a math math problem at that point. I think we have solved it right here on Locked On Big 12. Speaking <laughs> I of hope mafia. So. <laughs> now I want my check. Where does my yeah. check come no in? No kidding. They're gonna be, Brett Yormark's watching this right now. Emmert. <laughs> Emmert's not watching anything. I think he's right. uh, I, he's in some basement somewhere sucking his thumb and crying. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. The NCAA I, is so corrupt. It, it really is. And I, you're watching the Manziel documentary, man. He, that guy couldn't hate the NCAA more. Uh, and most people with, with half a brain really can't. You know, a lot of what they do just doesn't make sense. Um, well, Jim Harbaugh actively cheats. And they, they say, sorry, there's not enough there. We can do anything with it. So they built it up for two months, said, yeah. ha we caught you red-handed. And then somebody went to him in the back room and said, Jim Harbaugh, Michigan, top 10 yeah. blue bloods in the history of college football, the number one in wins. I mean, yeah. you, you can't, you can't do that. No. And now he has no penalty. The NCAA is a joke, right? Tax the only break. Thing, and that's it that you just hit it. That is, and please don't forget that the tax write-off that these universities get for their sports currently tax free from the federal yeah. government is the only reason why they haven't already broken off. They can't figure out a way to insulate the tax free part of it for the school from the college football part of it. Right. But if they yep. can solve that, that's when you can have this breakaway. Other, until that happens, you're still going to have G5 access. You're talk, that's still going to happen. Uh, this might not, the breakaway might not happen for 15 years, but it's yeah. all about the tax-free write-off. That, that's the biggest deal. Well, it's coming at some point. We are right on top of it here in 2023. We'll watch this back in 10, 15 years and know we got it all perfectly right. Man, that would be great. I would feel good about that. <laughs> I, uh, man, I can't thank you enough for bringing your knowledge to the show today. Always great to talk to you, Nathan. Absolutely. Thank you, Drake. I really appreciate the invite. And obviously, anytime you need me, an open invite, as we talked about before. Yep. But I would I would love to be here as, as often as you need me. Anything to do to help. Absolutely. That, again, Big 12 Mafia, Nathan Brown. Follow him at B12 Mafia on Twitter. Always educational and really solid content. Come back tomorrow, folks. Pete Sousa from ESPN joins the show to talk about the Big 12 and the future of this league even further. Why? Because we're on Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This has been, it always will be, Locked On. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. Big 12. Peace. Peace.